Hey, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Catholic Talk Show. Today, we're going to be talking about blessing houses. Yeah, that's right. We're going to look at why Catholics have their houses blessed by priests, what some of the prayers are, the practices, and the history of it, and how you can get your house blessed by a priest, too. One thing's for certain, it always starts in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Man, we must protect this house, man. We're going <laughs> to learn how to get a priest involved in blessing our house today and all the sundry things that are just so curious about house blessings. It's ancient ritual that's been done in the church for centuries. That's Many right. tools I mean, to share with you today on house blessings. Aspergillum is an important role, is an important tool to have in any priest's hands, and we'll show you how it's used here in a minute. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, getting your house blessed is a you know, it's a thing that happens in the church for years and years. I remember it happening when I was a kid, like grandparents, everyone. And I don't know if it's as common today as it used to be, you know. So we're going to talk about why it's important to have your house blessed, um, how to ask a priest to do it, and what you can kind of expect out of the whole thing. Now, before we get started, I want to make sure if you're watching this, make sure to click like and subscribe and share. It really helps us out. If you're listening to it, go to CatholicTalkShow.com, and you can find every way you can subscribe to us on whatever platform you prefer. So let's get started here. Father Rich, how often do you bless a house? Well, in fact, I just blessed someone's house yesterday. And, you know, historically speaking, you know, I'm, I'm the only priest in a 3300 family parish and I get pulled in a lot of different directions. But, you know, when I was I had the privilege of being with other priests, I had more time. So like customarily, you know, going over to someone's home also includes a house blessing, the ritual and then a meal. You know, and I think it goes all the way back to Jesus, how he entered into the homes of believers and he he entered into their home and offered them peace and, you know, dined with sinners, you know, and, and that's such a, an important thing. You know, gathering around the table is is something very, very sacred. And to do that within the ritual context of what the Catholic Church upholds in that blessing of homes is truly uh, an awesome thing to participate in as a priest. Yeah, you said something cool that, you know, Jesus would go into the homes of the people he'd meet. Like, I love the story of Zacchaeus, how he was yes. just like, why would you want to come to my house? He's like, oh, I probably left all my, you know, all my stuff out. I got to clean. And then the son of God's coming over like, uh, give me a little <laughs> warning here. But um, it's like know, today I'm coming over to your house. It's like, oh. Yeah, oh, no. Yeah, dude, I got all my I still have dinner out from last night. This is a wreck. <laughs> um if you look at, you know, Jesus's ministry and you go back to Luke 10, 5, Jesus specifically says to his apostles, when you enter a house, the first thing to do is say peace to this house. Yes. You know, and that is Jesus instituting a specific way for his apostles and his followers to bless a house. And this whole practice goes all the way back, you know, in the liturgy of, of the Hebrews and all the way back, really, I would say to the Passover, where they were specifically blessing their homes so that the angel of death would pass over their house with the, the blood on the door cells. Um, and this is something that you'll see in, you know, through the Hebrew faith and through the early church is a very common practice, specifically because in the early church was being persecuted, 
the Domus Ecclesium, the home churches were really, those were the churches that were available for worship. So you can see kind of how the home, the the interaction by sake, making a, a place that you live sacred, something that's been going on in the church forever and a really beautiful and ancient practice. Yeah, the, the home is, uh, is the domestic church, as Pope John Paul II calls it. And, you know, there's a lot of uh, sacred things that go on there, you know, with uh, the spouses and with the children and helping them grow in the faith. So uh, blessing a house is, is, you know, it's also protection. I was thinking about uh, with, um, you know, the Israelites and, and the Passover, uh, it was protection from, from evil, you know? Mm -hmm. I still remember, you know, just listening to you guys and, and thinking back on when I considered, you know, what my grandparents were doing devotionally in the house. So, you know, I always remember my grandmother praying the rosary, but every time I entered into the house, there was always a holy water font. And it just really set my grandparents' house apart from any other house that, that I would go into, like family-wise or whatever. It was just like my grandparents' house had such an elevated position of, of holiness, really, because of those devotional holy water fonts. And I remember going as a, as, in as a kid and blessing myself with the holy water. And, you know, considering the question that the whole this whole show is premised on, and I'm really curious to know in the comments section too, what our listeners and viewers uh, have to say about this too. But for you guys, Ryan and Ryan, you know, why, why would you bless your home? Like what, to personally, like why would you bless your home? Well, I think like what Ryan said, um, as a protection, right? As a as a barrier and a, and a setting apart to make a place where, like Ryan said, so many sacred things happen, safe from the the persecution of, of of evil. But I think also beyond that, like you said, Father Rich, that it's a place set apart. You know, thinking about your grandparents and how you walk in, you walk out. There's holy water, and there's a sense of peace there. So I think it's twofold: having that sense of peace in the place where you spend, hopefully, the majority of your time. But then also feeling protected and safe, because what is a home if not a place where you feel the safest? So I think those would be the two primary reasons. What about you, Delacross? Yeah, I mean, protection, number one. Um, also, just the acknowledgement that the home is a sacred place for our family. Um, it's it's like Father Rich said, where we gather, we eat, um, we, uh, you know, work through things as a family together. Uh, we love uh, all these things are so uh, so formative in a child's life and in uh, in spouses' lives that inviting God right to be to be there, uh, obviously through our own prayer we do that, but to invite them through this ritual I think is is something that explicitly says God we want you here we want you to be the Lord of our home. Mm -hmm. You know, and I and I think it'd be important to note that this is different than having a a house exercised right you see like yeah. these big you know things in television or movie or whatever this is a blessing it's separate from exorcism but it will have some of the same effects of, of spiritual protection and of consecration right. but it's not the same right and and we'll get into the specific right of a house blessing later and hopefully father rich you can read that for us um mm -hmm. but I, th I thought making that distinction was important so Father Rich, why why do people ask you to bless their house? What do you hear? Yeah, and I think, you know, from my perspective, considering it as a priest, you know, it's Christ himself who is entering into the home through the ministry of the priesthood. 
so one it's for me as as a as just rich pagano in in my priesthood like i'm deeply humbled that christ has called me to do a lot of the things that i do and and i find myself always in my priesthood it's like oh i love hearing confessions i can just hear confessions all day it's my favorite thing to do as a priest or oh i love celebrating the eucharist it's the favorite thing i do and like everything i do is like my favorite thing to do but i i really you know <laughs> retrospectively I, I look back at at uh, my early priesthood at St. Elizabeth and Palm Coast, and because of the luxury of time, man, I love being able to go over people's homes and getting to know them more deeply and enter into their family dynamics in the person of Christ, blessing their home, and then sitting down and really enjoining my heart to theirs and listening to the parents, listening to the kids, and and having that, that uh, type of gathering really kind of renews the family unit um because the the consistency of like you know the dynamics of a family that just kind of repeats like okay we're gonna have dinner and then the kids are fine they want to use their phone and it's like but when the priest comes over all of that goes out of the, out of the way and then everybody's nice to each other and like it's kind of like a renewal you know so i i think that's also a part of it too is just cracking open the scriptures allowing the word of god to set into motion a conversation where we share fellowship and food and, and we were renewing a, a family, you know, a family's life. And it's such an important thing for, you know, for priests to be able to do that and for families to welcome the priest or the deacon into their homes uh, for, for that blessing and that kind of reordering. Do you, do you ever yeah, bless, I mean, a, bless a house and you start eating and you're like, this food's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there was one family I went over the Delacrosse family when I blessed their house in Houston. It was like, what this get this out of my face. You don't like mac and cheese, man? <laughs> you call this you call this lasagna? <laughs> you know, you brought up a really, I think, an important part of this, which is really, I think, more of a side effect of the blessing. But having the priest enter your home, I mean, if you have kids. This is going to make a big lasting impact on them that typically you go to the church to see the priest, but to kind of sacralize the home and have the priest. And number one, I think it humanizes the priest because, you know, kids see them up in the sanctuary and it's like the guy in the robes and it's, you know, this crazy wizard, you know, set apart. Right. <laughs> no, that would be if Howard was a priest. Howard would be like <laughs> <a> crazy wizard. <laughs> but if you, you know, but when you have a priest into your home, I think it normalizes the faith for a child and under, they understand that the priest is part of their community, part of their family, and that their family is intrinsically tied to the church. And it's something, it's a big deal for kids. Kids, you know, it's like, it's like Christmas or, you know, Easter. It's like seeing the Easter bunny or Santa Claus, your priest in your house, this is a big deal. So if you have kids, I really can't recommend it enough. Um, but you guys brought up a good point. And when you, when you think about, when you think about the action of a father of a household or a mother of a household, and they're calling the church for Christ to enter their home, you're taking dominion in the name of Christ. So that action alone is, is such an important thing to consider because you have such a powerful, volatile ability to, in that volition, in that sense of will, to, to will to, to have Christ enter into your home and take dominion over your home and to take lordship over your home and to participate in that for the sake of protection over your children, 
and for blessings to, to be bestowed upon your home. You want God's blessing over your home. So, you know, and, and especially when you, you look at the fundamentals of society, you know, the fundamental institution formed by God is the human family. And that institution must be protected and enriched with God's blessing. So you want that to be outpouring, you know, and, and once you have your home blessed to participate in the annual blessing of epiphany and to have your children with the chalk, you know, writing the alpha and the omega and putting the, putting the year up on your door frame. And, you know, these beautiful customs of the Catholic church, as it relates to uh, the blessings of lay people too, as, as mother and father of a household, the, the authority that you have to do that, as well as the blessings of your children that's that's extended by the church in the baptismal ritual, that you would bless your children, that you would bless your homes, that you would, you would uh, you know, get holy water from the church and constantly renew that blessing of your home. Um, you know, at times the, the challenge with, you know, uh, responding to every pastoral need uh, can be, can be hard sometimes. And when people have these experiences of, you know, Father, I think I saw like a demon in my home or Father, I, I you know, I really feel like there's an evil presence in my house. And, and um, you know, can you can you come, you know, greater times I, I can make it. If not, I'll say, you know, take holy water home with you and get it from the church. Bless your home and take dominion over your home in the name of Jesus Christ and read some scriptures light a blessed candle, go throughout your house. And I assure you, like practically 100% of the, I can only think of one other occurrence where um, I needed to respond after this person did it. And it was, it was a unique situation and it was a bad situation um, in that particular house, but that was also like nine years ago. So it's, it's rare, um, but it definitely does call for a greater, greater effort of what you were talking about, like exorcism in that sense, Sheil, uh, of, of really, going into a home and, and extensively praying, um, you know, that's communally and, and out of the fruits of the priesthood. Yeah, that, that's a good point. I think uh, a lot of people, I, I certainly didn't understand that as laity, if I have dominion over home, if I'm a father, if this is, you know, my family's house um, with the God-given uh, vocation, we have as lay people, the ability to exercise our house and and uh somebody a uh, big shout out to Juan who's one of our patrons he uh gave me this book by Father Rippinger it's literally called exorcist prayers for the laity and there's a perimeter prayer you can pray around your house mm -hmm. um which is beautiful so um thanks for bringing that up yeah and, so, and it's an important point to it's an important point to, you know really put out there for everybody because at times especially for catholics you know, we tend to think, you know, well, that's only for priests to do. I, I don't do that. Mm -hmm. um, but it, that couldn't be further from the truth. You know, Holy Mother Church wants you to extend blessing, to pray these perimeter prayers, to be devotional in your home. And in the same way that my grandparents raised me in my early, most formative years of my life, I, it, it creates such a, an assurance of protection and assurance of, hey, this is, this is a, a home that is set apart. And and God is here. God is with me. So I may be going through a difficult moment in my childhood, or I'm like afraid of this, or I'm, I'm afraid of death or whatever it is. It's like, I still remember working through some of those fears at the age of eight, nine years old, 10 years old, and using some of the tools that were around my house, like the crucifix or the statue of St. Anne, that was my grandmother's 
you know, and, and St. Anne had a broom in her. I still remember it like yesterday. It was like a hundred year old statue. Um, you know, these are, these are very, very important things. And how was that communicated to me? It was by my grandparents. They're just regular lay ordinary sit in the back of the church, Catholic church type of attendees, you know? And so there is a greater role and responsibility. It doesn't mean that we take the, the, what is proper to a priest or a deacon in the formal ritual mm-hmm. of a house blessing, but there is greater ways of participation. And we encourage each of you out there listening in, viewing our content to, to make sure that you're doing that, you know, uh, pick up these books and the Catholic household prayers, like is another, is another book that I've given to people, um, you know, so that they know what they can do within their house. Yeah. You mentioned a few things. So just for people, here are some of the things that you could do to bless your home. And then we'll get into how to ask a priest to do it. But you, you mentioned the epiphany blessing that's on the feast of the epiphany, epiphany, the priest will bless the chalk and you, you write a specific you know, a small prayer over your door sills, which is you put the year and inside of the year, you say, you know, 20 plus C plus M plus B plus 23. They're not pluses, they're crosses. But that's for Caspar, Melchior, and Balthazar, which are the three kings. And the theology behind that is because the three kings came to our Lord and gave him gifts into his home and were as a blessing into the home. So that's why there's that traditional blessing on there. But you guys also mentioned holy water fonts. Have one at your front door. So when you're coming in and out, bless yourself on the way in, clean yourself off. And before you go out, protect yourself. And then Delacrosse, you mentioned the perimeter prayers. Using holy salt is a really powerful sacramental, you know, blessed salt to put at your door frames, put around the perimeter of your home to create a, you know, a physical and spiritual barrier against these things. Uh, so those are some of the ways that you can do those blessings. And like you guys both mentioned, it's about dominion. You have the dominion and that is within your power as a, as a lay person, but as somebody who as a father or as a mother has dominion over a home and children. Um, what do you you got can there? get cool little holy water fonts like this, the little oh, yeah. uh, holy water bottles, nice. JP2 represent. The other thing I want to also mention is lighting a blessed candle. Mm-hmm. in your home you know from uh you know we're about to celebrate candle mass and um you know i bless candles every single year at candle mass we have boxes and boxes of people bring i just got asked the other day hey are we are we blessing candles this year of course it's candle mass you know so show up on february 2nd to your church get some get some uh blessed candles and go around your home i just blessed the house yesterday and the and gabby had the candle from last candle mass and she says what do we do with this? You know, and she has, she has to use it. Yeah. So it's just, it's a great question, right? Like light your candle, walk around your home, you know, welcome the light that is Christ into your house, you know? And, and so when we were, when we did the ritual and, and I, I blessed the doorpost and then we're walking through the house, we lit the candles for the whole ritual. But then as we're walking, I was following Brian up the stairs and I could see, you know, the smoke and the light just kind of, and it was just such a cool, it was a cool experience, you know? So blessed candles are also a part of, uh, you know, how you can exercise your faith inside the home. And yeah, we did a, lighting it at a, at a meal too. Yeah, we did a whole show on candles and you know, can find that on, on YouTube or on our website where even the light of a blessed candle, the actual photons become a sacramental, just like water or salt or, or, mm-hmm. or whatever. I love that the photons themselves are a sacramental and that their light has a, a sacred nature. 
No. I think you just like saying the word photon. It's fun. Photon. Can it's I say photon? You can say photon. Photon. Say it with me now. Photon. Photon. It's one of those things you sleep on in a guest room. <laughs> think you need photon. So, Father Rich. Let's say someone wants to have the illustrious and well-known Father Rich come to their house and do a blessing. How does how do you do that? How would a lay person call up the parish and say, I'd like to have my house blessed? What's that that process like? So yeah, you just call the parish office and you know, volunteer or or someone that works in the parish will take down your information. Uh typically for for my parish, you know, Deacon Tony does a lot of our house blessings, which is such a which is a blessing to me and, and a huge help to the community. And plus he's just such an affable and lovable guy. You guys he travel. He's awesome. I love him. That's, That's a good point deacon. though. A deacon or a priest can do the blessing. It doesn't have to be a priest. The deacon also, you know, by yeah. their their role can perform that. And I think the greater majority of the time it is the deacon doing these, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is. And so you just you you express to uh, the secretary or whoever picks up the phone, hey, I'd like to get my house blessed. Um, you know, sometimes uh, you know, if if they don't pick up, an email always works. I think email works a lot better personally because you can put in all the information and you have it all there and then you could forward it to to the deacon. But certainly give a call to the parish, shoot an email, you know, put in the subject line or tell the person I, I'd like to have a house blessing. I'd like to have a priest or a deacon come and bless my home. And, and then they'll take your information. They'll set up a time and a date uh, with their priest or deacon and then get back in touch with you. And, and uh, you know, they'll come out and, and bless your house. Yeah, now traditionally simple. that's done when a new house is being built or when you move into a house, but you could do it at any time. So if mm -hmm. you're if you if you've been living in your house for a while and maybe haven't had it done or don't remember if it was, it's always a good time to do it. It um, is. So if you haven't so, blessed once, can you have it blessed twice or you shouldn't? Like what's the deal with that? Once blessed, always blessed, Delacrosse. <laughs> that's our motto here at the Catholic. You think my Church. blessings are weak, Ryan? <laughs> <laughs> my, my blessing bubblegum loses all its flavor after a couple of chews come on but, now you know in the same way that we renew we renew vows in the church right we renew our blessing our baptismal identity every time that we enter into the church what do we do we we drop our fingers into the holy water font and we we bless ourselves and we call to mind our, our baptismal identity. we're renewing we're renewing ourselves it's all about renewal of uh of blessing yeah, and those things like salt and holy candles and holy water, those or, or even the epiphany blessing, those are the kinds of things that you can do to renew that blessing. But once the mm -hmm. house has been blessed by a priest, it's been blessed. You know, it doesn't wear off. Uh, and maybe even your former, the people who used to own your home had it blessed. It still would be appropriate to have it blessed when you move in, but you don't have to have it re-blessed every year and, unless you really like your priest and he likes your cooking, right? Um <laughs> Hey, while so, you're here, throw, throw yeah. me down a blessing. <laughs> I see so Rocky I don't in get... the background there, Father Rich. That's my guy, man. <laughs> me I like how Rocky's reaching up to, to Jesus there. Yeah. yeah. So when you do go over to a house, you know, what can a what can a a person do to make it, you know, kind of go smoothly? What should they expect? You know, you know, get the coffee on, ask what kind of food. You know, and then talk about, you know, what's the custom around maybe stipends, right? Because I think that's something that a lot of people either feel uncomfortable with or don't know what to expect there. 
Yeah. You know, um, first and foremost, I, I do want to get this out there, you know, especially if you're if you're struggling, like if you're a family out there and you're struggling, you're struggling in your marriage, you're struggling with your kids. It's like it's just it's your your family life is a mess and your house is a mess. Just know that priests enter into the mess of others every single day. So you do not have to have a model home for the priest to come over. You know, you don't have to have, you know, everything properly ordered. I, I'll never forget. I went over to the Limbaugh's house a while back to, to bless their house. And uh, I was new to the parish. And I go over there. And they've got, you know, a ton of kids. They've got a Delacrosse amount of kids, you know, <laughs> and and they're all little and they're all over the place, you know, and I walk into the house, but the house was like immaculate. Everything was like super clean. I'm like, how the heck is that possible? And I'm walking around and then Meg comes over. She's like, father, let me show you something. And she opens up this closet and they shoved everything inside <laughs> of this closet. She's like, I don't want to get you, give you the wrong idea. You know, it's okay. Like, it's okay if your if your house is not put together. It's okay like Zacchaeus. if you have flooring in your house. You know, whatever condition you're in, it's important, especially when when you're in desperate need. Call the priest. Let him come over. Let him enter into your mess. Let him bless your mess. You know, that's that's what it's about. So first and foremost, get that out there. You don't have to to pretend like you're perfect in every way and uh you know so that that in and of itself i um, mostly about maybe setting aside a closet in my house from <laughs> it's a containment know. area you don't have a containment yeah. area so uh, we yeah we have a, container need a container just do yeah. a container out back yeah. yeah we have we have one closet where it's or like you know in in my office room where people are coming over look all the papers from the on top of the dining room table they go here all like this and that <laughs> this big basket taken in there we'll deal with it when everyone leaves you know it's a containment area that's a necessity of owning a home dude <laughs> uh you guys have one you have that little room off the side of the um off the side of the kitchen there in your house that's your containment area <laughs> the, the, the whole house is a containment area <laughs> No, their house is beautiful. He has a nice house. I love, I love one of the times I was with Delacross at the house. He's like, Rich, you got to see that. Look at this. The kids put a hole in the wall. I can't have anything nice here. Look, I can't. I can't. Have I can't. <laughs> Zero nice things. Zero. So to your, to your other question, Shield, you know, what, what do you do? Like when the priest, when the priest shows up, just welcome him in your house. You know, he's just, he's a regular guy, you know, he's just a regular dude. And, uh, you know, welcome him, um, you know, for, for a greater majority of people, they, they love to have something prepared like food or drink. I'm always offered something to drink. I do tend to, uh, if people really want me to do the house blessing at this point in my life, before I get any associate here or any support pastorally, um, you know, I typically do house blessings, uh, where I, I come in and it's like a 30 minute slot or an hour slot where I come in. I bless the house and maybe it's like a finger food or something or some water. And we sit down for a little bit. We have a conversation, bless the house and then, and then kind of uh, move on to the next, to the next uh, hour slot. Um, but what's customary is a meal, you know, that that's, you know, whether it's a lunch, whether it's a dinner or like a, 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 a brunch of some sort, like on a, a nice bowl of strozzapretti. <laughs> Can you explain what that, what that translates Pasta to? Fazul. 
Yeah. That's why. That's why I never blessed. I never blessed Ryan Shields' house because he wanted to to serve that to me. Yeah, it's a it's uh, Italian. Uh, uh, it's an Italian noodle shape. It's called Stozzapreti, which means the priest strangler. Because uh, priests be going over blessing everyone's house, eating up all their pasta, and these little old women are making these hard to make shapes. She's like, oh, I'm so mad I could strangle a priest right now. But anyhow, um, one other little thing, real quick about when you have them. What about pets? You ever get a dog come in, not care about the collar, go right, try to bite your leg? Oh, bro, that happened Good Friday in Arlington, right around where Delacross used to live. <laughs> and, and I don't know if I ever told you the story. So I've never um, heard. It, we're prepping for the Easter vigils, so I need to get wood. And this guy down the street on the corner, he ha- he was selling wood all the time. So I'm like, you know, I'm going to go grab something. I take the truck over there. I pull up. The guy's been drinking all day. He's, he's just trashed, you know? And, and, and I'm like, uh, I'm like, Hey man, I need to pick up some wood for the church. He's like, Oh, you work for the church. I used to altar serve. And I'm like, well, you should come to mass on Easter. And we're talking back and forth or whatever. And, and, uh, and he says, Hey man, would you mind visiting my mom? She hasn't been out of her bed for 10 years and she's bedridden. And I'm like, I'd be happy to man. No worries. So I, I get into the house and bro, I walk in and it's like straight out of the sandlot, you know? Oh no. And and this big dog, man, junkyard dog comes out and it looks at me. And I'm pretty cool with dogs, you know. So I I, I ball up my fist because I know that he's gonna he's gonna smell me. So he comes over and he smells my hand, and dude, he lit me up. <laughs> Whole mouth over my hand. I cock back and and I'm I'm, I'm walking back. And then the guy starts beating the dog. And I'm like, would you, would you stop? I'm like, that's the reason your dog bit me in the first place. So now I'm getting kind of fired up with this guy. I said, so I'm directing him to get the dog out. Where's your mom? And I go in and I'm, I'm visiting the mother. And I'm like, I've got yeah, my mom bites like him too. I've got blood. I've got blood dripping all over the place. And, my and this is good. This is good Friday, bro. And I've got the liturgy in like a, a couple hours. So I'm, I'm like this and I'm talking with the woman. The guy comes back in and again, he's just trash. He doesn't know what to do. I said, can you give me some paper towels or something? <laughs> and so he goes and he gets some paper towels and he comes back and I'm like wrapping it up. I had to get a shot. And then people are like, oh, you're going to get rabies. I'm like, what's rabies? I'm watching videos on rabies. I'm like freaking out. I think I'm going to have. So, you know, I get the shot and I, and I get it all wrapped up. And I'm going to celebrate the liturgy. It's the most embarrassing thing in my life. Celebrating the liturgy, and I got this thing like Padre Pio, and I'm like, and the Dude, guys, Father Rich got the stigmata. What's going oh, on? Oh my goodness! Yeah, far from it, man. I, I I've got a lot more work to do interiorly with the Lord, but it's like it was thoroughly embarrassing, man. It was, but it was funny too. It was very, very funny. But yeah, yeah I we got gotta get a team. dog. We gotta have a TV show about some of these stories you told me. My favorite is about the, the skateboarding, but I can't tell that one. Um, yeah, so just you know, if you have pets, particularly big old junkyard dogs who like to <laughs> who like to eat priests, you know, maybe put them in another room, put them know. in a cage or something. Yeah, you know, bring them to the church for the for St. Francis Day. Maybe now is not the time for their blessing, right? <laughs> but it's a good it's a good point to mention that to when you call the office, you know, cause we, we have, I have a, a severe allergy to cats. Um, doesn't mean I don't like them, but I, I have an asthmatic reaction. So I really can't even be in a house for too long. So Deacon Tony takes all of those, those blessings for the most part, If I need to come in, I'll be in and out. And, and uh, you know, so I, so you should tell the priest if you do have pets, cause there might be some allergies there and 
and that could be preventable. So now that we've got the pleasantries out of the way, all the stuff's in a closet, you've ate your sturts of pretty, the dog bit your hand, now he's outside. All, all of the atrocities that can happen have happened. Let's get into the actual right of blessing a house and what you do and you know how you go around the house. And then after we do that, I just got a few more little tips about things that lay people can do. And I think we can call this one, take this one home. So, you know, this is the book of blessings. Um, there's an even bigger book of blessings, which we, I've shown you on a previous show, you know, huge book of blessings. And then there's the shorter book of blessings, which typically this is what a priest is going to carry um, to bless your house. Some of the tools, right? So aspergillum, this thing is from the root word in Latin. Asper, asperge is, is uh, to sprinkle, to sprinkle. So to sprinkle holy water, um, I saw my first my first time I've seen an aspergillum like this was in Poland and it was just legit man huge and they just and they and then you just have like this water raining down on you. I think the Polish know how to do this the best. Um so you know first and foremost when you when you enter into a home it's it's that same it's that same structure uh that we hear in the scriptures. So Every ritual in the Catholic Church, every single ritual that we celebrate, this has led to the conversion of so many people who have mis, you know, uh, misunderstood what the Catholic Church represents. Every single ritual is based on Scripture, period. And, and there are many uh, Bible scholars, Scripture scholars, that come, came to the faith by studying the Roman Missal and studying the rituals and realizing, like, wow— Oh, your rituals are purely based on the word of God. Like that's that's just something super special. So you always begin in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. And the very first thing that the priest or deacon uh, expresses is peace be with this house and with all who live here. And, and then whenever, whenever a priest or a deacon liturgically says the peace of the Lord be with you, the proper response is and with your spirit. So you you would respond that way. And then there's words of uh, introduction. Um, I'll give you just one example of this. When Christ took flesh through the Blessed Virgin Mary, he made his home with us. Let us now pray that he will enter this home and bless it with his presence. May he always be here among you. May he nurture your love for each other, share in your joys, comfort you in your sorrows. Inspired by his teaching and example, Seek to make your new home before all else a dwelling place of love, diffusing far and wide the goodness of Christ. And so it's and these are similar words. You know, the priest or the deacon will say something similar. And um, what I like, and this is this is just kind of a personal preference. Um, I prefer going to someone's house and literally right when they open the door, starting the ritual right then and putting on the stole you know, lighting the candle and then do the whole ritual at the doorpost and then read the scriptures. So the next thing in the liturgy is the scripture, the intercessions, and then the prayer of blessing. It's, it's pretty, it's pretty short, relatively speaking. Um, especially for me being long winded as I am like very, very brief ritual, probably not more than five minutes. Um, I think you explaining it is taking longer than you doing it. 
And then, and, and then, then, and then, and, then, and then. then, you know what happens then? Let me tell you. So <laughs> then, the priest, the priest goes around at the conclusion, and he says he takes the holy water. Now this is like a portable aspergillum. I got this thing right after I was ordained in Rome. This thing's like my favorite thing. You're always wondering no, what cool. to get a priest for ordination. Get him one of these these bad boys right here, man. Looks Not like a, a lightsaber. Tiny one is very impractical. This thing, I could get a couple of house blessings out of this thing. Let me Dude, tell you. You can fit so many house blessings in this bad boy. That thing oh, looks like a, go. That thing looks like a, a lightsaber or a sonic screwdriver, dude. That thing's cool. <laughs> so, um, so then, you know, let this water call to mind our baptism into Christ who has redeemed us by his death and resurrection. And then you go around the house and you begin to sprinkle all of the rooms and the whole house. Um, I have another ritual, which I love. I got from Father Jeff McGowan. Big shout out to Father Jeff. But um, he gave me a book of blessings. And it's it's a prayer and blessing over each particular room within a house. And I love I love that one. And then I go around, I, I say a prayer over each room and I bless I bless the house. Um, I always go to the master, uh, the master bedroom, and I say a prayer of blessing over the married couple. Um, and I bless their, their, uh, you know, their bed and their union. Um, and I pray for their fruitfulness. So it's just, it's a wonderful, intimate way in my, in my priesthood that I get to participate in that is just, is a real wonderful privilege and, and a joy. Uh, to call God's blessings down upon um, the marital bed of a couple. So that's that's a, a beautiful joy. So then we go through, we bless everything. Um, I like blessing cars too. So I'll even go into the garage and and bless uh, bless the mess of the garage. And then we come back and then we conclude with this. May the peace of Christ rule in our hearts and may the word of Christ and all its richness dwell in us so that whatever we do in word and in work, we will do in the name of the Lord. Amen. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. And then we sit down and we eat and drink and be merry. Yeah. Yeah, like it's not it's not an overly complicated process. Um, I like that you mentioned, you know, that you go to each room. And one of the things that you can consider doing if you're having your house blessed is consecrating each room to a particular saint right so if it's your kitchen maybe or your grill area maybe it's saint lawrence if it's your children's rooms consecrate <laughs> those you know consecrate those to your children's patron saints right if it's your living room maybe do it to saint martha or our lady right oh, if it's man. your workshop do it to saint joseph whatever it is have some saints that are there and another thing that you could do while you're having the priest over there two things one is uh any of your statues or any of your devotional art have those blessed at that time too. Your rosaries, you know, get two birds with one stone on that. And then uh, I've also heard that a lot of people at that time will, I don't know if you've ever done this, Father Rich, is the enthronement of the sacred heart. I just did home. it yesterday. Uh, tell us about that, because that's a really cool thing that I haven't had done, which I would love to do. Yeah, and and you need to get you need to get a. Uh, I always enthrone every home, whether there's an image or not. Like I just always devotionally do that because I, I and it go, it comes back actually from my grandmother because she used to tell she used to always have an image of the Sacred Heart, and she told me the story about one of the apartment buildings that they lived in in Manhattan caught fire, and um, the only the only apartment that was saved was my my grandmother's apartment, and um, on the door 
was this beautiful image of the sacred heart. You know, now a lot of people are putting up the divine mercy image, um, you know, and, and uh, I'm thinking of, uh, you know, Brian and Tanisha too. Like they, they have, uh, they have the divine mercy image, not only on their door. Now she even put it out on the lawn, you know, which is, which is just <laughs> great. Um, you know, so I, I think, I think again, to what Delacross is saying. So there's, there's spiritual attack, um, but there's also elemental attack too. Um, and to, to take authority over your home and to enthrone the sacred heart of Jesus and the immaculate heart of Mary, uh, which is a beautiful ritual. I encourage you to take a look at that online. Um, it's just, it's beautiful. And you're, you're doing it so that our mother's mantle will be over your home and her immaculate heart will be burning with love inside of your home for the sacred heart of Jesus. You know, Mary is the beautiful model of the Christian faith. She's the greatest model and she's most blessed among all women and being the highest honor of our race it's her heart that is burning within our devotional life for christ and it it orders our love it orders our passions it orders our uh, our devotion and our gaze on the heart that is worthy of all worship worthy of all adoration so um i do love the devotion to the immaculate heart and the sacred heart of jesus but there is a rich heritage and history of enthroning your home in the hearts of Jesus and Mary. Um, so I highly encourage that and get a get a sacred heart image and uh and place it in a place of honor in your home and and on your door or in your window or uh you know it's a great thing to do. Yeah Kelly Kelly put one up in our house right in the hallway uh you know by the bedrooms is the last thing everyone sees before they go to bed and the first thing they see in the morning when they walk out of the room is Holy Family and the Sacred Heart, but we've never done the you know the enthronement, so I, I'd like to have that done um, sometime. And they'll say we start to try to do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess one last thing, and then we'll get into some housekeeping. Get it? Uh, <laughs> all right. Yeah, uh, I thought you were going to say what you need to do with you in your rooms is make your bed. <laughs> that's why you should do that. You should do that every day. That's what Jordan Peterson tells us, right? Um, I think this is the uncomfortable topic and Father Rich, I've met your mama. She's a classy lady and she raised a good boy who has manners. So no priest is going to ever, when you're done with the blessing, be like, <clears throat> you know, ask for a stipend or a tip. That's not how it works. Those are, they're customary. So can you explain what a stipend is and what people can feel comfortable doing and how it's optional? But what are some thoughtful ways? Because a priest is due due compensation for their time, just like if you were having a, a you know a, a HBAC guy come over, you got to pay them. You don't have to pay the priest for the spiritual blessing, but it is a custom to give a stipend as a gift, uh, you know, in gratitude. So, can you explain that a little bit? Yeah, I think I think stipends go back to you know the high priesthood of Melchizedek and the and the ten percent of offering of Abraham to the high priest and mm -hmm. uh, a priest who knows no beginning or ends. So I think in respect to that, you know, like stipends are appropriate. So, you know, we receive stipends and, and it's not to be confused with um, paying for sacraments, you know, sacraments it, by canon law, you cannot, um, it's very strictly prohibited that, that you would ever charge for a- That's an immediate excommunication for a priest right. if they sell a blessing. So like you, that, that is, uh, that's been addressed many, many times throughout history. 
as being uh mispractice. Um, and, and when it comes to offering, you know, it's an offering, it's an offering of gratitude, um, you know, and, and appreciation. If you have the means to give a gift, you know, and, and it's, and it's financial in nature, that's a blessing, you know, um, if it's a, if it's a gift card to, you know, for a, a tank of gas or something, you know, it's just, it's, it's helpful to a priest and it's, it's also a nice thing to do. Um, and it's customary, you know, there's, there's a customary gift that a priest receives in respect to baptisms, weddings, um, you know, all of these functions that, that priests do, we don't, we don't do this to be paid, but it is a, it is a beautiful custom and it's very thoughtful and it's very helpful to the priest because we also have financial needs. And, and sometimes, you know, as we receive, we're able to give too. Um, so yeah, I, and you really can't put a a price on it you know there's there's people who have been very generous and there's been people that that can't afford anything um you know the family that i went and i blessed the house and i blessed that guy's mother and i got bit by the dog i, 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 I didn't even get wood for free you know like, <laughs> <laughs> uh -huh. for the easter fire so you, yeah, you know but busted up arm and some paper towels there you go and, and the thing is is like that guy that guy needed support he needed financial support he needed pastoral support so yeah. Um, in many different respects. So that, that, you know, if you, if you have something that you can give, that's, a, that's a great gift. And it doesn't mean like, um, you know, if there's, for example, say um, there's a customary offering to the church for a wedding and it's such and such amount of money that doesn't go to the priest, you know? And, and I think people, people should know that too. That doesn't go to, to the priest that goes to the church. Um, so, you know, take care of your priest, you know, he's, he's pouring out his, his life and he's pouring out his, his time and his energy to support and care. And, and it's a nice way to say, thank you. Yeah. Don't make it awkward. Put it in the card. They're not going to open it. Yeah. Oh, good point. A good yeah, point. Just, I remember, I remember at a wedding I did one of the, the, the guy who, who I married, you know, I, I received their vows. He comes up to me with a, a, a fistful of cash and he wants to put it in my hand. And I'm like. No, put it in your pocket and use it at your honeymoon. You know, it's just you don't you don't do that. Yeah, just just do it. You know, um, coothly put in the card. Say hey, thank you so much. And when they get in the car, they'll open it up like oh, five dollars for weddings. Sweet, you know, whatever it is. Just, I mean, like, look, this is a beautiful card. Yep, beautiful note, heartfelt note. Thank you for giving your life to shepherd God's people at John Paul II. May the joy of Christ Jesus fill your heart and soul all the days of your life, Bill and Connie. And they gave me they gave me a little money. It's just it's just thoughtful. Yeah, you know? it covers your gas and your expenses and stuff like that. And you yeah. know, it's hummus. Your hummus. <laughs> I do love my hummus. Hummus. Ezekiel does not make hummus. For I love free. it. He makes it with his bare hands and charges a premium <laughs> for the fine hummus of sesame and tahini. And chickpeas <laughs> and olive oil and salt. It is the fruit of the earth and do a mm. just wage. That's mm. stupid. It always goes back to hummus, guys. Um, and jalapeno chips. It does. Now, speaking of where it else it goes back to, goes back to Mexico City, which we are going to this April 17th to the 22nd on a little trip, a uh, five and a half days or so trip to see Our Lady Guadalupe. Uh, we are all 
huge devotees of Our Lady of Guadalupe. Our show is consecrated to her. So if you go to catholictalkshow.com forward slash Mexico, you can find out more about this trip that we're taking. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Conchita Cabrera's tomb, seeing Father Dan Leary out at the World Villages of Children. Beautiful trip we've got planned. I'm excited. Yeah, pyramids and some really cool, you know, restaurants and some spots, tequila tasting. So it's going to be a lot of prayer, a lot of fun, a lot of fellowship. And yeah. you make friends for a lifetime. You know, the experiences of pilgrimage is, is life changing. And one of the great fruits of pilgrimage is when you're with brothers and sisters in the faith and you're going deep into the heart and you're sharing the journey of life together. And it's so reinforcing and strengthening. I think pilgrimage is, is an art that needs to be at the forefront of living our faith. Um, even if it's just a local pilgrimage to a shrine or anywhere that you can go to make it a point to walk with Christ and to walk with others on, on something that is not routine, you know, like you go to discover, you go to search and you go to find and, and Christ will bless you abundantly, you know, participating in the art form of what pilgrimage truly is to the spiritual life. And we want you to join us this year at Mexico because we are bringing our family, our Catholic talk show family, to the mother of the Americas, the empress of the Americas. And she, like, like we're saying, is, is really the one who put all of this into motion at the Catholic talk show. And it's where we've consecrated our work. And it's important that we consecrate our Catholic talk show family. So if you do want to check it out, go to catholictalkshow.com forward slash Mexico, and you'll see the full itinerary there. And we have some great spots and surprises to share with you especially some street tacos when we get down there and it's nothing like you've ever had before yeah yeah it's going to be a great trip um also wanted to give a shout out to our sponsor hollow uh, hollow's got some great things coming up for lent this year so you want to get that app and try it out it's the world's number one catholic prayer app over a billion prayers have been prayed through it um they've got I use it awesome every day every day i use hollow it's yeah, they've got some awesome new features coming up for, for Lent. Um, and they're also, they've got uh, Father Mike Schmidt's Catechism in a Year. They're, so you can do that right through the app. They yeah. have all kinds of different prayer programs and things to help you prepare for Easter this year. So go and try it. You can try it out for free. Go to catholictalkshow.com forward slash hollow. Try the app out for free. See if it's something that really helps to enhance your spiritual life like it has for so many hundreds of thousands of people around the world. I can't believe you all tried to get Father Mike Schmitz to talk trash to me. And and in the integrity of another priest. Delacroix, you lie. You lie. And and he he did not budge, man. He, he remained a good brother priest, sharing love and, you know, sharing support. I appreciate it. But I know that y'all were trying to entice him to <laughs> well, trash. So how, how that goes. So if you've seen it and it's on our social media channels, you can check it out. we got a video of Father Mike Schmidt's giving a shout out to Fowler Rich. And we go up to him, we're like, hey, you know, we're Ryan, Ryan, we've met you a couple times, whatever. We're like, hey, we do this thing on our show where we kind of bag on Father Rich that he's not you. He's like, oh, yeah, I know, dude. People tell me about this all the time. Like, <laughs> I absolutely have heard about this. So I'm like, well, he wasn't able to join us. Can you make this video? He's like, yeah, I'd be happy to. And Delacross is like, yeah, tell him he sucked. Tell him he's a crap. And he's like, and he's like, I did not say that. <laughs> it was pretty much like that. He's like, tell me <laughs> you're not me and bang on him. And he's like, you know, I, maybe I can go the other way on that and just, you know, yeah. like, absolutely. He was yeah, yeah, sorry. It. <laughs> it was pretty uh, funny, was, though. 
And I, you know, it was, it was great because we're pushing it because I do love what Father Mike Schmitz is doing. Like the Bible in the year, we're we're starting over. We we have a whole group, probably about like a hundred people at the parish that's doing it. And then um and then the catechism in a year uh, too. So that's you know that's getting started. And but you know I had Matt Taylor who's on my finance council and he's kind of leading the charge with the Bible in the year thing. So he comes up and he's reading, you know, Father Mike Schmitz and I and I kind of look out at the community and Eric Myers. Eric Myers just yeah. begins to just crack up laughing. And then everybody is just kind of scattered throughout. I'm like, what? Well, you know, I'm no father. I'm no father. <laughs> yeah. So Bible in the year, catechism in the year, they're all on hollow. Plus so many yeah. other things like Jonathan Rumi, Bishop Barrett, uh, Dr. Scott Hahn. Our boy, um, Mark Wahlberg. Mark, yeah. Mark Wahlberg and us. So we've got we got some time scheduled this summer that we're going to go and record some things for that. So check it out. We've been you know working with them for years. Great guys, and I think we're going to try they to really get are. the uh, some of the gentlemen who founded that on the show coming up here soon. Then I also wanted to give a quick shout out to our other sponsor, Exodus ninety. Exodus ninety is a great program for men to help you reorient yourself to what God calls you to be, and especially coming up to Lent, they have great programs like Exodus forty, which helps you through Lent. We're already in the middle of Exodus 90 right now. So if you're watching this and doing Exodus 90, make sure you're allowed to be watching YouTube. And if you think this counts, cool, but don't go and start watching other things because you're not supposed to. Mm -hmm. But if you go to catholictalkshow.com forward slash Exodus, you can find out all about how Exodus 90 uses asceticism, prayer, and fasting to help men reorient, reorient themselves to Christ. And Father Rich, I know that you've got on all your social medias, off social media for 90 days, you know, that's something that we've all participated in and it's helping men all over the world. I think they have something like 47,000 men this year taking part in Exodus where they're trying to reconsecrate their lives. And that's a wonderful thing. James over there is a great guy, all the men over yeah. there, and they're doing great things for the church. So if you're a guy or a woman who needs it, has a guy who needs a little improvement, we really can't recommend it enough. Mm -hmm. I just, yeah, I just, I just, I'm just thinking if we're recording during Exodus 90, that Father Rich isn't going to spend so much time in the shower, you know, because <laughs> you got to take cold showers, you know, he, he'd be in there for an hour in the morning. Well, you got to sing yeah, at least one, you got to sing at least one song and maybe two. <laughs> you got to get going in the morning. You got to sing some Frank Sinatra. Yeah. Uh, that's it. Um, but yeah, you know, this episode on House Blessing, it's a really cool practical thing. If you haven't had it done, go have it done. It's 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 not intimidating, like Father Rich said. You don't have to worry about your house being perfect. You know, he your priest has been to so many houses and knows so many people, and he knows the human condition. It's not something to be ashamed of. It's something to be celebrated. And like you said, blessing your mess and bringing them into your life. Go have it done. It will bring you peace. If you have children, it'll be a very impactful moment, and it helps protect against you know spiritual forces and helps you know, enthrone Christ as the king of your home. You know, it's, it, I can't recommend it enough. Hey, if your house hey. is a mess, bless the mess and he'll bring the broom. <laughs> the broom! <laughs> so, you know, we, we, uh, we just love you guys. You know, it's, it's such a gift to be able to have this ministry. And, um, you know, I just, I'm grateful to our lady who's connected us and connected us on this journey. And we hope that this show has helped you and encouraged you to get your house blessed and uh, to realize your own authority, your own dominion. You know, we are empowered by Christ and, 
and Christ desires us to walk in faith and his blessings. So just know of our prayers for you. Please continue to pray for us here at the Catholic Talk Show. And we look forward to seeing you next week with some new content for you as we continue this journey in Christ. God bless. Peace. Mm -hmm.